Welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation to join me for a Bible study and reflection for our December 9th, 2020. One of the taglines that the folks at Bible Project like to use is, the Bible is one unified story that points to Jesus. Today we're going to explore scripture in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. The title of my Bible study and reflection today is, Bread of Life. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, thank you for our many, many blessings. Dear God, we thank you for your prophets that pointed to Jesus, and those in the New Testament that paved the way for Jesus such as John, as well as those that gave their personal testimony about Jesus. Help us to know and love Jesus more each day by studying your holy word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's begin with a reading from Ezekiel. Here God is instructing Ezekiel in what to say to the Israelites. This begins in chapter 2, verse 6, and ends chapter 3, verse 4. And here is the reading. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid, though briars and thorns are all around you, and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say, or be terrified by them though they are a rebellious people. You must speak my words to them, whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like the rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked, and I saw a hand stretched out to me, and it was a scroll, which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe. And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll, and then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you, and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. He then said to me, Son of man, now go to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. Now, if you're like me, after I read stories like this, sometimes I start to let my literal mind wander. Literally, did Ezekiel really eat a scroll, or was that just a metaphor for taking God's word to heart? God was sending Ezekiel on a mission to speak to the Israelites. And in the first verse I read, God said, Do not be afraid of them or their words. And in the last verse I read, God said, Speak my words to them. I just love this example of how God's word can feed us, and we can use that nourishment to feed others. Now let's turn our attention to the New Testament in the book of John. This reading is from chapter 5, verses 31 to 47. 
Here is a reading. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I am, not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light. And you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses... You would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? I know we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. Jesus read his Bible. His Bible was the Old Testament, and he knew it well. And he made reference to it many, many times. He knew that John the Baptist was the voice in the wilderness that Isaiah wrote about over 600 years prior to Jesus' birth. Jesus made reference to the Jewish leaders that read Scripture and used it for their own interpretation, but did not recognize Scripture was pointing to him. Jesus also made reference to Moses writing about Jesus. Take a look at Genesis 3.15, and you will see where Moses was pointing to Jesus. A steady diet of scripture will help us all to grow into our church's vision statement of learning, loving, living God's word. At the times, the Bible can be a little intimidating and hard to understand. Thanks to our friends at BibleProject.com, we have many wonderful free resources to help us apply cultural and historical understanding to God's word. Since this is, after all, a Bible study as well as a reflection, let's look at one more reading from the book of John. To help set the stage, this is not long after Jesus had fed the 5,000 and crossed over the Sea of Galilee to the other side. A crowd had assembled there, and he was speaking to them. Here's a reading from John chapter 6, verses 25 through 35. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, 
When did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they ask him, What must we do to do the work God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they ask him, What sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Here ends the reading. This coming May will be the eighth anniversary of my brother Richard's death. Almost six years ago, we had an informal remembrance service for my brother Richard, as well as a dedication and blessing for his new grave marker. We had around 35 family members in attendance for the brief graveside service. After the graveside gathering, Laurel and I hosted our entire family and friends at our home for fellowship and supper so we could continue our remembrance of my brother Richard. While the cousins played with each other, laughter and smiles were evident throughout the afternoon. The adults enjoyed refreshments, snacks prepared by family members, and many wonderful memories of Richard's life. The most common interactions between family and friends all afternoon were hugs, kisses, handshakes, and many I love yous. I remember like it was yesterday, just sitting and soaking in all of the love and affection I witnessed that afternoon and evening. Our family has been blessed with wonderful God-given gifts of love, generosity, caring, and sharing that manifest themselves each time we get together. Because we're a growing family and spread out geographically, we don't have many chances to all get together any more frequently than a couple of times a year. As I was driving to church the next morning, I was wondering how to keep the good feelings of that weekend stoked in my heart and my memory. The answer came in the sermon delivered by Pastor Charles Seastrunk that morning. Pastor Seastrunk told us he was used to eating three meals a day to satisfy his physical hunger. For those of you that know me well, you certainly know I can relate to that statement. What he said next is what really hit me as the answer to my question. The way you maintain those feelings of being stoked with love is to stay in touch with God through scripture and prayer. His word is what helps provide our daily bread and nourishes our faith. 
We can't expect our faith to stay completely nourished by just attending church on Sunday and taking a spiritual time out the rest of the week. As Pastor Seastrunk alluded to, we need a steady diet of God's Word on a daily basis to help keep us spiritually fed and help us to grow in our faith. As Jesus said in John 6, verse 48, I am the bread of life. If we are truly sincere when we pray the Lord's Prayer and say, give us this day our daily bread, why would we not want a daily diet of God's Word? Jesus invites us to know God, and we should be in constant contact with Him through sacrament and Word, as well as daily prayer. With a steady diet of God's Word, as well as exercising our faith, we can grow in our faith and be better prepared for His service. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and eternal provider of our daily bread, we thank you for your Holy Word and the revelation of Jesus in your Holy Word that is the foundation of our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord. <laughs>